You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sacco is the rector of Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago and co-host Mark Teresi, executive director of the cathedral. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning. What a beautiful, beautiful morning beautiful and morning. a beautiful weekend. Yesterday it got hot and humid, but for the most part, the weekend was beautiful. The month of August is beautiful. It's hard to believe Thursday is September. It's oh. like, where did the summer go? June, July, August. A week from now, a week from today, Labor Day. And this morning, my wife and I were talking, and she said, but you know, September is really, once we hit September, it gets real busy. So that summer... Like Saturday, we went out to dinner at this place, Half Shell. Here's a commercial, wonderful on diversity. Sat outside. Those days are numbered now. Now they are. But isn't it funny? But September is a beautiful month. It does get busy. By the way, how was the uh, Cub Brewer game yesterday, in Milwaukee? Do you know it's interesting. the The way parking is at at uh, American Family, whatever they call it, stadium now. You got to be a walker. It's not like you're spoiled at Wrigley Field, where well, there's no you can parking. Take the, yeah, you can take the L. You're there in two minutes. I mean, this it was quite quite a trek, but it was our grandson James Mark's first baseball game. Oh wow! And he had a blast. It was yeah. fun. And the White Sox are just so pathetic. In the paper today, in the Trib, it said uh, this August was supposed to be their month. Wish they had an easier schedule, make up some ground, take the first place, or get close. And it to, didn't happen. What are they? The, five out. Five out. Five out now. And to lose and get swept at home to the Arizona Diamondbacks is—I can't even go there. Mm-hmm. It—they um, got some good. They've got the talent, but they're not coming together. They have injuries at times. But all teams suffer injuries. But they're just no offense, no key hitting, pitching good pitching at the wrong time. It's just, um, it's it, you just shake your head. Well, yeah, but I sat next to a Brewer fan, and she said, how are the Cubs doing? I said, oh, they're like 17 out. I I looked at her, I said, but we're rebuilding this year, <laughs> the famous See, rebuilding. At least the Cubs can talk about rebuilding, but this was supposed to be. The White Sox motto back in uh, April or March was World Series or bust. That was their motto, World Series or bust. They're not going to make the playoffs at this rate because Minnesota and both Cleveland are ahead of them. Mm-hmm. But enough of the sports there today. There it is. And, there um, it is. But speaking of the Tribune, I just wanted to mention to our listeners and viewers that um, St. Nicholas Cathedral uh, 
school. We had the principal on a few weeks ago, and they're mm-hmm. the front page of the Tribune. Their summer program was modeled in terms of inviting immigrant young people to to get ready for school with that program. But the interesting thing about the article was they had many of their younger uh, students who are bilingual being the the coaches and tutors for the summer camp. So, That's interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. So I thought we had them on a couple of weeks ago, and now they're the front page of the Tribune. I'll do that article later on. So tremendous program lined up again. Our phone number, 312-255-8408 here on WNDZ 750. Also catch us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. The 8th Annual Solemn Vespers for the Protection of Our Natural Environment will take place at 7 p.m. this Wednesday evening, August 31st, at St. Peter and Paul Greek Orthodox Church in Glenview. The annual induction service on the evening of the 31st begins the liturgical year in the Greek Orthodox Church. It is a Greek Orthodox liturgy to which Orthodox, Catholics, and other Christians and all people of goodwill are invited to attend. Our guests for the first half of the program, Dan Olson and Gail Wolchek. Good morning to Dan and Gail. Good morning to both of you. How are you? Doing well, Father Greg. Good to see you. Yeah, doing great. Thanks, Father. Good to see you. Now, big year coming up, uh, Dan. We have the football season starting. And Gail, just a little sidebar. Dan Olson is a huge Green Bay Packer fan. Oh my word. He can't oh, help no. he can't oh, help he can't help himself. And uh, I I've seen the light all too early in life and I can't change <laughs> um, I have friends that share that disease, you know. Yes, I now Dan, just you look at the uh from preseason, I haven't dealt with too much football so far this year because the Bears I think will not be much. How are the Packers supposed to do? Win the division again? Well, I have not myself been able to immerse myself in the the Packers season yet but my son who's a teenager and follows much more closely says they're they're going to be good this year dad they're going to they're going to be good anytime you can have an Aaron Rodgers on the field and a defense that is pretty good they're always very competitive you know by the way the second game of the year Sunday evening September 18th national TV Bears at Green Bay oh wow so I pity the Bears but I maybe miracles do happen so well first of all you know, can one of you share with us the history of the 8th Annual Solemn Vespers, the protection of our natural environment? Um, how did that all begin? I can say a few words, but go ahead, Dan, please. No, I'd prefer if you'd start, Gail. Okay, sure. Ladies so, first. Um, so, you know, the ecumenical patriarch of the Orthodox Church is considered to be kind of the green patriarch, and he has pushed for remembrance of the first day of the ecclesiastical year to be devoted to, um, you know, commemoration of the environment and protection of the environment. And so here in Chicago, our um, Metropolitan Nathaniel uh, began, uh, and and actually even before he was here, uh, when Bishop Demetrius was still here, um, we, we, we began celebrating this event. And and of, and, and of course, in typical fashion, the ecumenical patriarch is very sort of broad in how he thinks about things. And he wanted us to be inclusive of other Christian groups to be able to celebrate together. And it was natural for the Orthodox and Catholics to sort of develop a, a dialogue. And I think that it has worked out really well. And in fact, um, 
We've had a number of speakers at the event each year. Uh, it's been held at multiple different churches, but again, it will be held at the Glenview uh, Parish this year. Now, Dan, how, how did the Archdiocese get involved in this? Well, we've had a great relationship for many decades with the Greek Orthodox Metropolis. And I think this was a natural outgrowth of both Pope Francis, Patriarch Bartholomew, and our local leaders, Cardinal Supich, Metropolitan Nathaniel, Yakovus, and Demetrius before him. So what can we do together? As Christians, we, we deeply value and care for creation. Um, this ministry in protecting the environment is something shared by our two churches. What can we do locally to make this known? Um, there's a lot of excitement about this in Glenview, where we have two neighboring parishes, very active, Saints Peter and Paul, and Our Lady of Perpetual Health. So it's become housed there, where the local pastors, the local parishioners have taken ownership of this particular annual celebration, and our, our bishops and other uh, folks in our churches have joined each year to celebrate this and to model at a local level what we see from the Vatican uh, from the um, ecumenical patriarchate. And so it's become a real cher cherished annual gathering. Now we yeah, have and a, if I could just emphasize the cooperation between the Orthodox and the Catholics on this has been remarkable. And in fact, the Pope, uh, when, when Laudata Si was being prepared, he brought in Orthodox scholars to help. Um, when the Patriarch held several events, like in Halki and others, he has brought in Roman Catholic scholars to participate and to speak. So I think that this kind of natural dialogue, uh, you know, provides a, a, a common basis for being able to fight a lot of the environmental problems uh, that exist today. So it's, I think it's very beautiful. We've also been joined now by Michael Terrian. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Good morning, Father. Good to see you this morning. Glad you're able to, uh, it might be a little bit late, but you are with us. And Now, Michael, what role do you play in this whole 8th Annual Solemn Vespers coming up this Wednesday evening? Well, I'm just behind the scenes helping to organize the affairs um, with George Sassos, um, my Greek brother. And um, we just look at how we can find the best speakers, how we can support the bishops, and how we can work in solidarity to uh, ensure that we have a very rich liturgy. Now, maybe for for our listeners, maybe I'm just asking for myself, uh, maybe a definition or a little background on patriarch, that, that position, but also, interesting, our liturgical year begins with Advent, and this liturgical year for Greek Orthodox Church begins this week. Could you uh, maybe talk about both of those, the patriarch piece maybe first, sure. and then uh, and then the liturgical year? Yeah, so the Orthodox Church is set up a little differently than the Roman Catholic Church. We have um, multiple different patriarchs, and in fact, uh, at one point in time, the patriarch of Rome was actually recognized at, as a patriarch. Um, and so there are, you know, there were at one time about five main patriarchs, but the ecumenical patriarch was considered to be the first among equals. So he sort of ran the meetings, but he didn't have any more authority than any other uh, bishop had, and he has same authority as any bishop in the Orthodox Church. So we're, we're decentralized in that way, but the ecumenical patriarch sort of speaks for orthodoxy in a very special way because he is that first among equals who can speak up. Um, if you think about um, ecclesiastical year, 
Um, you know, a lot of it goes back to Byzantine times. The Orthodox Church, you know, the Roman Catholic Church goes back to ancient Byzantium. Why, why did our schools used to start on September 1st? Because that's when ancient Byzantium started their year was actually September 1st. Hmm. And because the Orthodox Church was, you know, housed, homed in ancient Byzantium, that became the first day of the ecclesiastical year as well. So um, it is, it, it that, that's September 1st is just when we begin our year. That's fascinating. Yeah, by the, by the way, uh, Gail, what do you teach at Northwestern? I teach in a couple of places at Northwestern. I'm actually a radiation biologist. I am also associate dean of the graduate school, but I also teach um, science and religion at Lutheran School of Theology. So I'm an adjunct professor there, and I teach at uh, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, uh, where I am also an adjunct professor. So, so what do you do in your free I, time? Yeah, really. What? What do you do in your free time? Yeah, that's in question. <laughs> Fortunately, I like what I do, so uh, it's it's fun to stay busy. Are you from Chicago originally? No, I'm originally from Youngstown, Ohio, um, and moved. But I've lived in Chicago for 25 years, and I think by most definitions, I'm close to being native. God, I thought you were so. going to tell us you were raised in Green Bay, and that uh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Actually, this, I'm oh, a Steelers, no, this program would have come to an fan. end. Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Or, or you were, I, I tell you something, if I was not a Bears fan, I probably would have been a Steelers fan. I always would go back to the days of the Steel Curtain in the 70s with you know, that great defense and Terry Bradshaw in the Super Bowl. So I've always liked the Steelers. So you know, that's okay with me. Mark, take us to break. WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to YouTube dot com slash catholic chicago we'll be back in a few minutes and continue our conversation on protection of our natural environment a solemn vespers service which will be held at 7 p.m on august 31st saints peter and paul greek orthodox church in glenview we'll be back and continue our fascinating conversation in a few minutes please stay tuned Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. 
To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. Forty-four for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun, and they get it. I see that light bulb go off, and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? What? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. (laughs) Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the unprecedented challenges of the past two years, continue to excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who have remained open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that meals are available for those experiencing hunger. To our service coordinators and our professional counselors who continue their vital work in innovative ways. To our food pantry staff and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do and we salute you. back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi, 312-255-840, and go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're talking about the 8th Annual Solemn Vespers for the Protection of Our Natural Environment, which is going to take place at 7 p.m. on August 31st, St. Peter and Paul, Greek Orthodox Church in Glendew. Father Greg, you had a question for our, our guests. A comment and a question. First of all, this whole area of this topic, environment, um, global warming, protecting our environment, our natural resources, is so high on my list. About 15 years ago, uh, before Mark joined the program, we had a woman who's one of the top birding ornithologists in the state of Illinois. Her name was Cheryl DeVore, and uh, big into uh, ornithology, environmental issues. And she said, remember in the good old days, the canary in the coal mine. And also if the uh, coal miners saw a canary go over, they got out of there because the canary had died. The gases were leaking as a warning for the coal miners, get out of the uh, coal mine. And she said, with the number of bird species declining, becoming extinct, 
because of natural habitat loss, t- uh, global warming, the changes. She said the birding, the birds that have gone extinct and are getting fewer in population, they are the canaries in the coal mine, and we're not listening. Wow. And I'm a big, big bird watcher for the last 60 years. I love birding. And there's no doubt in my mind when I went bird watching as a child, millions of species of warblers and sparrows and vireos and thrushes, and now there are fewer. But when people see a pigeon, when they see an English sparrow, they see a crow, what do you mean you got birds out there? You see the seagull. I get that. But really when you get to fine-tune the species because of natural habitat loss and climate change and the environment not being protected, the birds are the canaries in the coal mine, and we are not listening. Wow. Any comment to what uh, Cheryl DeVore said? I, 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 always, I remember that story <laughs> years ago, and it hit me. It was profound. Thank you, Father. Um, you know, one thing that you're pointing to is why does that matter? You know, why does it matter if all those species are becoming extinct? And there's a couple of ways to answer that. One is that the birds themselves are singing the praises of God. True. That they too are a beautiful exaltation of God's creation. And it is singing, it is praying to the glory of God. So every one of those species, every one of those birds that become extinct, they can't give praise to God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and on top of that, it's all connected. We sometimes see ourselves as we're separate from that. But Homo sapiens, human beings are a part of nature. So we are a part of that web. So when we are killing and destroying that life, we are, in fact, destroying ourselves. Good point. Because we're connected to that. And so why do Christians care about that? Why is this important to Christians? Because it's all coming as a gift from God, and it all returns to God. And so our brothers and sisters of all life, to destroy them is to sin against God. Yeah, and I'd like to pick up on what Michael said. I mean, Michael, that was beautifully stated, but, you know, I'm the scientist, so I'm going to come at it from a science perspective, and, you know, I just want you to think about pollinators and how we require pollinators in order to pollinate a large number of our crops. There are numerous studies now that have shown that, like, bumblebees, other bees, many of our species that are typical pollinators are dying off and are being replaced by things like surfids, which are not capable of pollinating. Mm-hmm. This is human populations dependent upon it. There are even examples in China where they're hand pollinating some flowers in order to get them to be able to grow. I mean, you know, we, we're, we, we can reach a crisis state. We're very dependent upon other species, not just because they're beautiful and because they sing to God, which I think is very important, but also for our own survival. So we need to be careful. And Dan, what about your reaction to Father's comment? I I might add, I come at this more of a theological perspective than as a a scientist, but the the theme of this year's season of creation is listen to the voice of creation. So every year, the Pope, in collaboration with others, will put out a statement. And I think what we're talking about is, are we listening to the cries of the environment, to the cries that are no longer with us. Um, what are we hearing and how are we responding in light of that? Are, 
Are we taking care of? Are we doing our part to live in this web that Michael talked about? Um, or are we destroying the web and in fact destroying ourselves at the same time? So this phrase listening seems really important to me at this moment in our historical lives and it is a planet. Are we listening? Now, Gail, a question I have for you, and that is uh, we look, we see what is happening to Lake Mead, the uh, tremendous drought out west. It's been going on for about 20 years. We see global warming, temperatures rising, uh, migration patterns being changed for birds. It so frustrates me when I have good friends who don't believe in global warming say it's all nature, it's all cyclical, it's part of the cycle, and how do you respond to something like that? For example, with Lake Mead and all that's happening, they're at a crisis point, and it's not, and they're not getting the water needed. So how do you respond to someone who says, well, it's all part of a cycle. It does happens like this. It's all, it's all nature. What is your response? My, my usual response is to point out that, yes, there have been natural cycles that have caused changes in water levels and things like that, but they happened over hundreds of thousands of years. The kinds of changes we are seeing are taking place you know, in our lifetimes. They're taking place in 20, 30, 40 years. That rapidity has never been seen before on planet Earth. Um, perhaps when, you know, a comet hit the Earth and caused one cataclysmic change, that was one uh, one time when it happened very rapidly. Um, but what we are doing now is very, very rapid. And that's part of the reason why the Earth can't acclimate well, populations can't acclimate well. And, you know, sadly, whenever those major changes take place, species die. That's what's hurting us. We're losing our species diversity. Mm-hmm. In 2017, Lawrence Livermore Laboratory um, did a, a meta-analysis of the probability of climate change being anthropogenic. And they looked at the data over a long period of time. And the, the modeling and the, and the reality overlapped completely, right? It was, and if anything, it was worse. And so what they did, they identified it as a five sigma level of probability that climate change is real and it's anthropogenic. Just to give you an idea, when they discovered the Higgs boson, they went through three sigma. So they had to do the test 3,000 times in order before they could say that we have the probability that it's it's a proof, if you will. There's no such thing as proof in science, but the probability. And so we're at a five sigma level. So there's a probability of one in one million chance that it's not anthropogenic. Are we willing to bet the future of life on this planet on that one in one million chance? Are we willing to bet the future of our children and our grandchildren on one in one million chance for probability? That's and so what it is is there's a a false narrative that has crept into the the U.S. media and to for special interests that are trying to create it like it's a balanced argument. It's not. The science is settled. There's no reputable scientist in this in the planet. They would be arguing about if climate change is real and if we're the cause of it. Now, because of that issue, you're calling people to prayer uh, on the 31st at 7 o'clock at St. Peter and Paul Greek Orthodox Church in Glenview. Dan, and, and you have representatives from the Orthodox Church plus the Archdiocese of Chicago. Dan, I want you to coach people a little bit. I mean, that that's an invitation to come pray in another church. Um, 
what, what can people expect in, in, in that um, environment? I mean, I, I would imagine people who are environmentalists want to come to this and our Catholic might hesitate a little bit, say, not feel comfortable going to another church. Uh, what would you say to them? I would say that as Christians, this is our first call. Our first call is to pray together, to root ourselves in Christ, in our, in our loving God. Um, be with one another at these moments of prayer. Bishop Bartosik will be joining Bishop Timothy of the Greek Orthodox metropolis as well as a number of priests from both traditions as well as a number of lay people the deacon formation program first year students will be there joining us too and i think that our, our first call is to give thanks to god for what we have and to call ourselves to an ecological conversion through prayer that's a starting point for us it's a it's an anchor for us as christians and that yeah Christians pray differently. Um, I think some Catholics may experience uh, Greek Orthodox Vespers differently. Some of the language will be unintelligible, perhaps, if it's in Greek. But there's such a beauty there, such a depth, that you learn more about your own Christian tradition through those experiences. I think it's a wonderful opportunity. Um, you'll be with friends. Um, I would really encourage everyone to attend and to witness a broader diversity of Christianity than they might otherwise find. We need to bring well put, the first well half of the program to a close, and it was an excellent summary. Uh, at the, at the halftime of the program, we're going to be losing Gail Wolacek and Dan Olson. Michael Tiering will continue. So to Gail and Dan, thank you for joining us in the first half of the program. Uh, Dan, did the Packers have a good year, except if they're playing the Chicago Bears when they play them twice this year? <laughs> and uh, you are listening to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750. 312-255-8408. You can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Treacy, stay with us. Do not touch that dial. We'll be back after these messages. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. 
It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago on this beautiful Monday morning in Chicago. They're talking, I think, Mark, about 87 degrees, and uh, it's hard to believe that Thursday is September. Where did we lose? June, July, and August. Here's something interesting. People always say to each other, summer flu. It went by so fast. When was the last time you heard someone say winter flu? No. Or <laughs> fall. I'm not a big, you're a big, I bigger fall. fall person. I'm not. Leaves changing, football, and uh, but summer flies and winter drags at the same amount of days. So it, uh, we have a great program here going so what far. What a positive <laughs> way to <laughs> position our <laughs> second half. <laughs> As we begin the second half of this program, exploring the same topic about the uh, the natural environment, which will take place this solemn that's for service on August 31st. We have said goodbye to Dan and Gail, and welcome Dr. George Nassis to the program as he joins also with Michael Terrian to continue our program this morning. Good morning, Doctor. How are you? Fine. Doing well. Thank you. Please call me George. Okay, George. <laughs> George, what is your background? Are you from Chicago? Yes. I was born and raised in Chicago in the Austin neighborhood. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, I went to Austin High School. Sure. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. It, uh... Yeah. And then I then I went to a university that I I would say nine out of ten people in Chicago don't know that it even existed. Um, I went to the University of Illinois at Navy Pier. Oh wow. At Navy Pier. Yes. Uh, and that that school was there since uh, <clears throat> after World War II, when all the military were coming back mostly drafted out of high school and with a GI bill, um, the good free education and the University of Illinois did not have um, any, did not have a campus in Chicago. 
So uh, they took the North Warehouse of uh, Navy Pier and converted it into a school, put a corridor down the middle and uh, had classrooms. And it was a great school. It was uh, only two years because it was too small for a four-year school. But the real benefit was there were no graduate students. So you had no graduate assistants teaching classes. All the classes were taught by professors. Wow. Um, so I, I went there for that. two years. What, and then you know, what, two, year, what year did you enter there, George? I, I was there from uh, 57 to 59. And I graduated from uh, the Champaign campus in 1961. And the uh, Navy Pier shut down about two years later in 63 and moved to the current location of UISD. What a great trivia question at a party. In high school, we played basketball at Navy Pier. We went over there. At Quigley? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's a vague memory because I'm not a great basketball player. But I, I will attest to that. <laughs> See, George, Mark, and I were in the seminar yes. together, and uh, yeah. we played a lot of basketball, was, uh, and Mark was a singer. That school was one of the best schools in the, in Illinois because uh, it concentrated on freshmen and sophomores. That's wonderful. So, that's, yeah. that's incredible. Now, George, how are you involved with this whole 8th Annual Solemn Vespers for the Protection of the Natural Environment, which will take place this Wednesday? What is your role in it, and what? Is, how did you get involved? Well, just a little bit more about my background. <clears throat> um, I, I was in the corporate world for 32 years, and one of my um, assignments, my first company, it was called International Minerals and Chemical. Um, we uh, had a, a, a European subsidiary in Germany, and the company sent me there. I spent three years with my family in Germany, and that's what planted the seed in my interest in energy and environment. And uh, many years later, I went into academia. <clears throat> I taught, I was at uh, IIT in their business school. I was the director of the MS in Environmental Management Sustainability Program. <clears throat> and. Uh, the environment has become very important to me because it's so important to uh, to the world, uh, primarily to the, um, the younger generations. And uh, um, at our church, Saints Peter and Paul, the uh, seven years ago, <clears throat> excuse me, the priest at our church also was interested, and we had a service the environmental vespers on August 31st. And uh, it was very, very successful. And the following year, we uh, actually, the bishop of our metropolis heard how successful it was, and it became a metropolis event. Um, he attended the second one, and our uh, priest was a member of a association of clergy in Glenview, and he invited all the other clergy, and many of them came, including the Roman Catholic, and um, that second year, um, a uh, Roman Catholic bishop also attended, and that was the beginning of the relationship between Saints Peter and Paul and OLPH, and we've 
continued having the, this service uh, every year and we alternate locations. The following year it was at OLPH, uh, then back to Saints Peter and Paul. And when it's at OLPH, uh, I have the honor of selecting a speaker. Uh, when it's at Saints Peter and Paul, uh, Michael Terrian and the uh, Roman Catholics, they select a speaker for our church. Interesting. Now, who is the speaker this year? Sister Don Nothware, who's a Franciscan sister and a professor at CTU. And she's an eminent scholar on ecotheology. And it's her, I'm sorry, I am making a mistake. It's, yep. It is not it's Sister Pat Bergen. Right, exactly. Joseph. And she is also a great scholar in this and did her doctoral work on eco-spirituality at Mundelein. And uh, so we're really delighted that Sister Pat's going to be with us. Um, and it's interesting, <clears throat> when you look at the care for our common home, essentially, it's a spiritual journey. Instead of it, climate change, loss of biodiversity, environmental degradations are all symptoms of our separation from God. It's, we, we see these things as resources as, or material rather than as gifts and as the beauty of God's creation. So Sister Pat is going to be a, leading us through this lecture in terms of understanding the eco-spirituality behind everything we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, George, how did you get interested in this area of the environment, protecting the environment, natural resources, climate. Uh, you sound like someone who really has a real love for nature. Does this go back to childhood? No, not really. As I, I mentioned, I, I, I lived in Germany for three years, and I have to tell you some experiences I had there that opened my eyes. Um, we lived in Cologne, Germany, and the first time I had to use the subway um, I had to take an escalator down, and when I got to the escalator, it wasn't moving. So what do you do? You walk it, and as soon as I stepped on it, it started, and I got down to the bottom and got off. Nobody else was on the escalator, and it stopped running, and I said to myself, boy, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Why should a thing run continuously if nobody's using it? Another time, I, I was at a office building in a suburb of Paris. And uh, I was on the 40th floor, and during the meeting, the lights were going on and off. So I asked the host, I said, excuse me, do you have problems with your electricity? He said, no, why do you ask? I said, well, your lights keep going on and off. No, no, we, we have a light sensor, and if there's enough outside light from the sun, why should we burn the light bulbs here? Hmm. And I said, oh, I was embarrassed when I asked them. But now I'll tell you one that really blew my mind. In the... Uh, Cologne, uh, we lived two blocks from the Rhine River and about seven kilometers from downtown Cologne, where my office was located. Along the Rhine was a four-lane boulevard, and I had to drive it every day to get to the office, and about every kilometer was uh, an intersection hmm. um, for cars to enter and exit the boulevard. And of course, you have traffic lights there. Well, halfway between the traffic lights, were digital signals telling you how fast you should drive 
so you'll get a green light at the next intersection. Wow. And uh, after I left uh, that company, and that's a, another story in itself I won't get into, I started working for a subsidiary of waste management. And I actually got into the environmental field um, and uh, I was responsible for uh, developing treatment technologies for hazardous waste. And after that, I started teaching uh, environmental sustainability. Uh, you know, these so are all different strategies to uh, deal with all the environmental problems we have. The, uh, global warming, which is now called climate change, the overconsumption of our natural resources, the depleting quality and quantity of available water, and so on. So I, I've been teaching that for about 25 years now. George, thank you for sharing those great stories, those yeah. experiences from your life that uh, help mold and shape who you are. Mark, take us to break. Yes, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Teresi here, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll take a little break, and we'll continue our conversation uh, inviting people to the 8th Annual Solemn Vespers for the Protection of Our Natural Environment, which is 7 p.m. on August 31st at St. Peter and Paul Greek Orthodox Church in Glenview. We'll be back with our guests, Michael Terrian and George Nassos, in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Hello, my name is Father Sergio Rivas and I am the coordinator of the Consejo Hispano of the Archdiocese of Chicago. I am pleased to announce the celebration of our 21st annual Noche de Gala, an event that celebrates the very best of the Hispanic ministry in the Archdiocese. The gala will be held on Friday, September 30th, 2022. During our celebration, we will take a moment to recognize and honor Bishop John Manns for his many years of service to the Latino Catholic community. I encourage you to visit our website at consejo.archchicago.org for more information. We hope to see you there. Please save the date. At Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who is a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think may be a victim. 
Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men, of every race, religion, culture, and economic status. It includes physical, psychological, and emotional abuse, inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. The impact on children can be devastating. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place for healing and recovery, call us at 773-935-3434 in Cook County and 224-430-4977 in Lake County. A safer, happier tomorrow can begin today. WNDZ 750 AM Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Tracy here, 312 255 8408, or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Joining us in our conversation about the 8th Annual Solemn Vespers for Protection of Our Natural Environment, 7 p.m. August 31st, St. Peter and Paul Greek Orthodox Church in Glenview, is Father Jerry Boland, the pastor of our Lady of Perpetual Help in Glenview, a classmate of mine who is very well-loved and respected throughout the Chicago Presbyterate. One of our tremendous great priests. Yeah, so welcome, Jerry. And uh, my question there, my question to you is you came, you've just come off sabbatical. I've kind of followed you on mm-hmm. Facebook, uh, which it looked, it was just fascinating, um, all the different uh, places you were. But as you look at this Vespers and protection of the environment, anything stand out to you in your travels that, boy, uh, like uh, Dr. Nassos was saying, um, there were things that happened in Germany that really astounded him. What about you in terms of the environment? What did you see? Well, I found that um, Europe and most of the major cities in Europe are just legions uh, of years ahead of us in terms of environmental consciousness, uh, making extremely significant decisions about reducing fossil fuels. You know, most uh, cities, they really limit the number of cars in the central city. Um, They have a much more uh, effective and efficient public transportation system. Um, People are just uh, much more uh, green in their thinking about about anything, um, and I, uh, one of the highlights of my trip is I, I was in Istanbul and uh, got to go to the uh, Ecumenical Patriarchs uh, Church there of Saint George. Uh, really moved by his particular leadership on uh, environmental care, the care of creation. You know, he's in some ways the spiritual father of the whole movement. And to see the impact he's had on Pope Francis, you know, I don't know if there's ever been a, uh, an encyclical that quoted the ecumenical patriarch uh, in the manner in which Pope Francis did. So I was very blessed uh, to be there. I, I, um, I, I'm so grateful for the opportunities we have to build bridges uh, in our own communities. Um, that was when I was struck in Europe, people working together, the government working 
uh, in, in great uh, uh, alliance with industry, with public opinion, in the market square. Uh, a lot of conversations on how we can uh, build a cleaner, uh, more beautiful world. Well, first of all, Jerry, uh, welcome back. And uh, we've known each other now for, what, 45, over 45 years from the seminary, so even more than that. And you are an outstanding, fabulous priest in archdiocese for many years. And uh, how did your relationship with Saints Peter and Paul begin uh, in the Glenview area? Does that go back to your earliest days when you started pastoring OLPH? Yes, it was one of the first um, uh, projects, and it, it, it started with um, Cook County uh, had a program that they were trying to explore solar energy and making it uh, available. Uh, and, and so they invited a lot of houses of worship to come together uh, to explore the possibility of having solar panels uh, installed. And uh, this got us working closely with George at uh, St. Peter and St. Paul. Uh, we were looking at, uh, you know, the, the the symbolic value of having these two congregations uh, working together on something. Now, it, it ended up that the solar panel project at that time was not feasible uh, for either place, but it had opened up all these uh, possibilities uh, between our two communities, and uh, which has led to this beautiful uh, Vespers uh, for us to be included in this uh, very important uh, time in the life of the uh, uh, Orthodox Church to share in, in that, you know, uh, vigil has, has been a, a particular blessing. Uh, our parishioners love going over uh, to St. Peter and Paul uh, to, to, to pray with them, and they love coming over to OLPH. We, 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 we take turns each year. Uh, but our, our Care and Creation Committee uh, works closely with St. Peter and St. Paul. And we, we just, uh, it's been a blessing over and over again. So, and it's also brought a consciousness to us in our parish. You know, we, like any parish, you've got any number of projects going on. Uh, now the question always is, where's, how, how is the environment affected by this project? What, what can be a cleaner, greener way to do this? Um, we do an audit of our um, use of energy every year to see uh, if there can be a more uh, greener possibility to uh, uh, heat and cool the building and the use of water, the use of plastics. Um, our children, are uh, it's amazing with kids how conscious they are of the environment. I mean, <laughs> they kind of freak out if they see someone throwing, you know, a paper box into a general, okay. you know, bin. It's with the paper. So, um, so it's, it's great. Now, George and Michael, be honest. Be very honest. How is it working with Jerry? Difficult? <laughs> Gosh, he's great. You can George and Michael. something negative, but I can't. <laughs> Here's the George and Michael. We are great friends with Jerry. He always gives us a hard time. We give him a hard time. And uh, <laughs> we go back so many years. And, it, uh, and so... You know, maybe again for our listeners in the last few minutes here, I know it's August 31st, 7 p.m., the 8th Annual Solemn Vespers for the Protection of the Natural Environment will take place at St. Peter and Paul Greek Orthodox Church. Where are you located specifically in Glenview? We're at the corner of uh, Lake Avenue and Wagner Road, across the street from the Wagner Farm. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. And it begins at 7 p.m., 
and doors are open at about 6.30, and I presume all are invited. Right. I, I'd like to uh, add something to Father ahead, Jerry said about the mm-hmm. how we started working together on the solar program initiated by the Cook County Department of Environment. As he indicated, uh, it didn't work out uh, uh, with the Cook County, but that didn't stop us from pursuing it at Peter and Paul. And thanks to a uh, parishioner who really wanted to make this happen, um, uh, beginning this week, we're actually, uh, the project is going forward and before the end of the year, we're gonna have solar panels on one of our buildings. Um, so we're excited about that. That's great. That's a, a way to kind of maybe close a program, and that is um, uh, many years ago I had an opportunity to walk through Dachau, the concentration camp. It kind of dovetails off of your stories, George. And I'm a big, big bird watcher for the last 60 years. I'm always looking for birds. Even when I'm driving, I shouldn't be, but I do when I'm mm-hmm. driving. And I noticed my time in Dachau for a few hours, not one bird flew over Dachau or there were trees on the premises sat in a tree. I could see birds on the outside of the uh, barbed wire fence chirping, but not one bird landed in Dachau or flew over. I said to my buddy, do you notice something? He says, yeah, there's no birds around here. Not one. They were outside Dachau, the uh, barbed wire fences, but I thought to myself, even nature, even birds knew this was a place of horrific death, and the birds even stayed away from entering Dachau. Yeah. Such a, a powerful, powerful moment in my life. And, and, uh, and a powerful message. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. And uh, Now, Jerry, you know, getting back you know, for a moment, which is in the last minute here, is with your background, you've always had a real love for nature. So this kind of actually just kind of feeds into your being involved in this whole uh, prayer service and this Vesper that evening. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. I uh, so blessed, uh, you know, and uh, here in Glenview, we have a beautiful parks in, 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 in the community. And um, there's a wonderful bike trail, the Cook County Preserve, uh, not, not far from George's place. And, uh, uh, you know, you just see how precious and fragile our planet is. And, um, you know, you, you, you see more and more the devastation of climate issues, these increasingly severe droughts, hurricanes. Um, uh, you know, the red light is blinking mm-hmm. on the safety of our planet. And we have and, to um, respond. Yes. We have to respond. And uh, it's as the Pope said in Laudate uh, Si, you know, it's a planet is everybody's treasure. Exactly. It doesn't belong. To we need to bring the program to a close, and so I want to thank in a very special way Father Jerry Boland, Michael Terrian, Dr. George Nassos for joining us this morning. God bless you. Special thanks to Mark Teresi, producers, co-hosts, engineers, Michael May, Brian Hockey, and Ben Brock. To all of you, God bless all of you. Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful week, and join on Wednesday evening in Glenview. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.